Okay. All right. So where were we, Jill? <laughs> there were a bunch of people in a medieval village, and they looked up at a big boy, an absolute fucking unit. <laughs> A big skinless unit. <laughs> you may not like it, but this is the peak of human attractiveness. According to what? <laughs> Who? Skin Flayers Monthly. Oh yeah, it's all over the uh, the latest Cenobite uh, publications. <laughs> <laughs> The show where we're going to answer one very simple question. Why do we build the wall? I'm as ever your host, Joe, and joining me is Travis. Hey, Joe. Um, now I'm curious, did Trump sponsor this anime? I will just say, I had like three different jokes for this. Uh-huh. One of them was a hyper-specific wrestling reference, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're doing comedy, it's best to go broad. <laughs> <laughs> It's the wall, brother! <laughs> Jesus. Oh, heck. Well, yeah, we're back. We're doing... We're talking about the animes. What animes are we talking about, Travis? Uh, today, we're talking about Attack on Titan Episode 1. Uh, I had never seen it before this. I was very aware of it, because like when it came out, it was freaking huge over here. I don't know why. I don't know what the popularity thing was. I think it was just, hey, it's this thing that has existed in manga and we're adapting it now, and look at the big beef boys. Um, and then there's a weird thing about Levi, a character you didn't meet. Yeah, uh, I have no clue. Uh, is he into jeans? Real into jeans? <sighs> so we begin. <laughs> <laughs> and so it begins. We begin with ducks. As all good stories do, uh, you want to start with some kind of waterfowl. Look, if Shakespeare taught us anything, it's waterfowl of the king of stories. But we basically begin on a crowd of people in a medieval village city-looking thing, all looking up terrified at a big boy. A very big, not-so-skinned boy, I guess would be the best way to put that. But yes... There's a big boy terrorizing city. Uh, we'll learn more about it, or we'll talk more about it later. And we've got some narration by a young boy basically saying, Ah yes, this is the day where humans remembered what it is like to live in terror of these people, and the humiliation of living in a cage. Yep. R- remember this thing. Yeah, uh, remember, we're basically cattle. We, we pull out the view of these people looking on at the big boy, uh, to see that we're in like a city that has giant walls, and they don't say it right now, they mention it later, that those walls are 50 feet high. Uh, it, no, actually, Joe, they, they don't say feet, they say meters. That's a bigger boy. That is a big boy. <laughs> That's a very big boy, Joe. Oh lord, he coming. <laughs> yeah. Took a piss, drowned a village. <laughs> 
But it doesn't have junk, though. We'll talk about Titans later. They don't have junk. Yeah, no dangle meat. <laughs> Nary a dangle in sight. We, we cut there to somewhere else. There's a lot of horses and a bunch of people in military uniforms basically giving out orders and like, like we practice, we're going to spread out and murder this less big boy. Still a big boy, though. <laughs> still, still a sizable boy. Just for everyone at home. No longer will we be referring to these guys as titans. They're just big boys. <laughs> big, hungry boys. So yes, you see a bunch of these people in these uniforms spider-manning around. Oh shit, you, you, I literally said, have the note spider-manning. Because mm-hmm. it, it's basically, well actually it's steampunk spider-manning. Yeah. Because it, it, it's definitely like super steampunk uh, web-slinging. Yeah, they have like these canisters on the side that basically shoot out grappling hooks that they can detach and basically move around and pull out these these big old swords that look like exacto knives. I mean, exacto knives get the job done if you're looking to cut something. I can't tell you how many scars I have on my fingers from trying to put together models. Malifo models are the worst for it. Oh Jesus! It. Oh yeah. <laughs> we get the main person who's doing the attack on the Titan. You did it, Jill. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> We're done here. I did it. Yelling about, we will show you the power of humanity. And then we cut to the opening, which the music fucking rules. The music is very good. I don't like the way that it it cycles through images so fast. Uh, I think I called it seizure-inducing seizure earlier, because, oh man, it's rapid fire. Yeah, it's just... Here are people in the military. Here are big boys. Here are walls. So much stuff is happening. Yep. A Titans attacks on them. Walls. The Titans are tight. The- Did you just say the Titans? Is this a German uh, show now? I mean, the medieval village does look a little Bavarian. I mean, the main character is called Jaeger, and they do yell out Jaeger in the fucking opening. Yeah. Maybe this is Germany. Did Germany originally. Was it just a land of big boys? I mean, that's what they call it. The land of big boys. <laughs> so yes, that's that's the opening. And then we cut from the opening into a dream sequence. Of course. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, all, all the way into a dream sequence where we see a bunch of titans and flies and corpses. Did you have like the briefest moment of, Oh, fuck, was that all a dream? I I didn't, because I was actively trying to take notes at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, no, I didn't do that. But, yeah, he, he has this, this dream, and then he gets woken up by a girl that we will eventually come to know as Mika. Mikasa. Mikasa? Okay. Mm-hmm. They just call her Mika in the English dub. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> She has a name, damn it. As is traditional with lazy English, we shortened that name. <laughs> it might just be like a lip flap thing. It could be. Yeah, but we have Mikasa and Eren. They're small, you know, children. I now can't say small things because it would just be the opposite of Titans. <laughs> they head back into town because I guess there's just like within the walls, there's a bunch of fields and shit. They were collecting firewood and we see... A few shots of like the city of life occurring, and we also see Wall Cult Man. Yeah, um, they kind of give us they give us a year. I don't know if that bears anything on the show, but the year is eight forty five, and then we've got uh, Wall Cult Man that's telling us that 
the walls are a sign that God surely exists because they're a gift from him. Yeah, God gave us the wall to keep poverty out. And yeah, no one should defile them ever. Uh-huh. Let's see how that works out. <laughs> <laughs> so we stay with Mikasa and Aaron as they kind of walk through. They bump into Hans, who is a guard of the walls. Each of the different military disciplines have like a flag that represents them. We'll see the survey corps later, which is like a wing. And we have the wall guard who have the roses. We won't see any of the unicorns because they protect the nobility. <laughs> Because fuck the poor people, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron is very mad that Hans is drinking on the job and like, what if the Titans attack specifically today? You're going to be hammered. And then Hans is like, oh, the Titans haven't attacked or breached the walls in a hundred years. Everything is going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, then he kind of mentions Aaron's dad a little bit, Dr. Jaeger. Mm -hmm. He's like, your dad's doing way more important work. He saved us from a plague. So apparently we had a plague uh, sometime recently, and dad had the cure. Look, he has so many cool things in his basement. We'll get on to them. <laughs> Will we? I mean, no, not for however many fucking chapters they were sat on the fucking basement thing. The only thing I know about his dad's basement is that the key to it looks dope as fuck. <laughs> That's all I know. It does look aggressively important. It does. I mean, I could see Sora swinging this around. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's right. I, I just did a Kingdom Hearts reference. What? I'm so proud of you. I mean, Kingdom Hearts is basically anime. It, it, it's, it's a timely reference, right? It's only been... Um... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so... Eren, like, speaks up about Hans doing the drinking and not doing his job because he's very mad that human beings live like cattle because all they do is survive. That won't be a key theme for the rest of the show itself. No? They drop it pretty quick. Uh, yeah? <laughs> hmm. You know, for as young as he is, uh, it, it sounds like there's someone else that's definitely... It sounds like there's a whole movement of people that are of that opinion. We only meet two really uh in this episode but i don't know that sounds like a philosophy or a movement that definitely didn't come from the brain of a kid that all that they've ever known is living in the city it's the fucking millennials man they're bankrupting restaurants <laughs> they're lazy Heck. <laughs> and all of them think we're just cattle yeah it is interesting that it's like that is much more of a formed opinion than I think as young as Aaron looks, he would have. Yeah. But also, like, he's the focus character, so he's got to say things and, like, want adventure. It's almost kind of heavy-handed. This, this first episode definitely could have charted his course a little differently, and the way this episode ended kind of have him develop into that. Yeah. I think I would have liked it more. Give a catalyst for why he feels this way, not, I'm a young kid with these really developed ideas. Yeah, but I also think, like, because, like, obviously, first episode, this is the thing you watched. That viewpoint isn't going to go away, and also the thing that happens at the end of this is going to be motivation for stuff, even though he is constantly confronted by reasons he should not do the thing he wants to do. 
Yeah, the the entirety of this first episode is setting up the motivation for this character forever, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Once once you've watched this episode, you know exactly who Aaron is. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of my ma- one of my major problems about the series itself is just Aaron's so fucking boring because I've seen anime before. He's he's the one note guy. Yeah, his titans are awful because they ate my mom. Yeah. Oh shit! Spoilers. Oops. <laughs> 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 so they finish talking to Hans. They walk through the rest of the city, and a bell rings, and like, oh, cool, the survey corps have arrived. And Aaron is super excited. Oh yeah, his eyes light up. <laughs> yeah. That excitement is immediately dashed as a parade of dead or wounded people all looking sad with very heavy, like, eye shading comes through. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, Aaron's still, like, super into it. Particularly the blonde boy. Yep. I think Aaron wants to fuck the blonde boy. I'm just saying. Like, Aaron sees J. Michael Tatum. I mean, whatever his character. Erwin Smith. I looked this up earlier. I know he's voiced by J. Michael Tatum. <laughs> yeah, we don't know if Aaron is just horny for responsibility or horny for a blonde boy. Can he be horny for both? He can, yeah. You can diversify your horniness. Right. Ten-year-old child. Spread your horny around. It's like the stock market. Don't invest in just one thing. <laughs> so going back to the thing we we mentioned earlier like there's a bunch of people standing around watching the survey corps come in basically saying oh that's what happens when you leave the walls you get horrifically murdered this is why progress should never happen yeah and right about this time is when an old woman emerges from the crowd this bit is fucking ridiculous I've, yeah, so she, she, she's looking for her son and saying, you know, uh, please tell me you returned. And they're like, we have bad news. And she's like, at least tell me it it meant something. They hand her a bundle. A small bundle. A bloody bundle that she opens. So what has basically happened is, oh God, where is my son? Oh, he's dead. Why have you given me his arm? Yeah, like, it's his forearm, his wrist, and his hand. That's all you got. Who the fuck brings a stump back, Joe? Why is that the thing you bring back to be like, you could have just said, oh, sorry, he died in the field, we weren't able to recover anything. No, here is your son's hand. No soldier's stump left behind. (laughs) That is the policy of the scouts. (laughs) And then she's, like, crying and saying, like, at least my son was useful, even if he didn't do anything directly. You guys got some information. He he was brave. He he stood to his last, right? And then the guy starts to like, yes, of course he helped us learn things. And then just for reasons unknown, amongst this crowd of people who have been naysaying them the entire time, it's just, now nah, we've never learned anything. Actually, this is all just a big waste of time. Why? Why at that very moment when you could have chosen? To give this poor woman some little bit of comfort, it it would hurt nothing. This is the whitest of lies. (laughs) And you were like, nah, I think today is when I'm about truth. Today is the day I snap. What the fuck, man? Jesus. God, it's so stupid. It's very bad. Nobody would react that way. (laughs) 
Name one person you know that'd be like, no, your son, he died pissing himself in fear and it was all for naught. Everything <laughs> we do, everything we've committed our life to is for absolutely nothing. It's basically make-believe until you're eaten horribly. <laughs> what the hell? Who signs up for this? Who sticks with it? Even narratively, I don't understand why this is here. Maybe it's just like, oh, humanity's efforts are futile. We already know that because they have a giant wall to keep monsters out. The only reason it would be in here is to try and dissuade Eren from doing this stupid thing. Yeah. But it doesn't work. No, like, we already have the giant naked Hun wall. <laughs> uh, so... Eren hits a guy for saying the Survey Corps are useless and are just a waste of taxpayers' money, and then Mikasa drags Eren out and throws him against a wall because Mikasa is very strong. Yeah, and has a reputation for being strong is what we're going to learn. Almost supernaturally so. Yeah, uh, she's strong. She's strong. Titan's big, she's strong. Mm-hmm. That track so far. And she asks Eren, do you still want to join the Survey Corps after seeing it's all entirely useless? And Eren's like, yes, because this is my one note. He's such a Survey Corps stan, it, it's painful. <laughs> oh, it's tearing his family apart. Yeah, um, speaking of his family. Speaking of his family, oh, it's an act break. It's an act break where they, they show, apparently the walls have names. Yep. So I, I like that all of this is information we can share so far. So basically, here are the things that we can tell you because they've come up in the story. Humanity lives within three walls. They give the names of the walls. The outermost is Wall Maria. The second is Wall Rose. And the inner is Wall Cena. And all of them have like graphics to kind of represent them. Wall Cena has like a lady with a crown. Not a hand waving in front of a face. <laughs> well... If it was Wolcini, you wouldn't be able to see her. <laughs> well, that's probably because I don't have enough money. <laughs> I mean. They're all like crown or like headgear related, but like Wool Maria has almost a night visor, mm -hmm. which makes sense. And Wool Rose weirdly looks like a Viking longship on her head. I don't get the symbolism for that. I don't know. Uh, and I haven't seen enough of it. That of the show that that I might, although I feel like by the end of this we're pr we're getting pretty done with the city, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> At least the outer ring's not so hot anymore. I don't know what you're talking about. The progression of the story is not Aaron joins the Survey Corps, so do all of his friends. So we go outside and solve mysteries. Oh wait, that's exactly what it is. Is it? It's Scooby Doo, but with <laughs> Spider-Man steampunk technology. Do they get a precocious, always hungry, high Great Dane? They pull the mask up for Titan. Old man Jenkins. Yes, and I would have gotten away with it too. Yeah, if it weren't for you darn kids. Can one of you put, like, your arm in my mouth or something? That's basically it. The region where the wall is built, it's all built on top of a gold mine or some ancient art. Or an abandoned amusement park. Yeah, yeah, like, all, all the Titans are, are just to scare away the locals so that the head Titan, King Titan, King Big Boy, can swoop in and get all of the art, paintings, and gold. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I will be very disappointed if that's not the twist at the end. 
Shyamalan ain't got nothing on Attack on Titan. <laughs> the real twist is they never explain what the fuck the title's about. Maybe. But now that we've talked about the act break, let's go into our act break. Joe, that was that was magical. I'm so good at transitions and segues. Welcome to the Act Break, where we talk about our very cool thing that we have, where you can listen to bonus content. Travis, what what would that thing be called? Are you talking about Patreon, Joe? I am talking about Patreon. Huh, I got it in the first try. You did it. <laughs> yes, so patreon.com forward slash WTF Anime Show is where you can find, for as little as a dollar a month, a bunch of bonus content, like us talking about season reviews and us doing movie reviews. Travis. Yes. What was the last movie we did? Let's see. The last movie that we did was... Ah, shit. Frankenstein Dick. Oh, that's right. Empire of Corpses. (laughs) See, you just got to relate it back to dick-related things, and it just jars my memory, apparently. That's all this podcast is. (laughs) Is dick jokes? Things related to dicks. That's not completely correct. Sometimes we make fun of ridiculous titty flapping. That is also true. Yeah. Well, one of those things was very prevalent in our Empire of Courses review, uh, which is a weird movie that I'd never heard of before and was pretty good. It it was good. It was a double Frankenstein. It was the quest to resurrect the dick. You know, you should listen. It was a pretty wild ride. Mm -hmm. And I think pretty soon... Uh, on the upside, uh, I think we have our wonderful uh, co-host for the episode reviews, Alan Sells, freeing himself up a little bit so that we can start talking about Black Butler again. Because I'm anxious to finish out that series again. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good to get it done so that we can, I don't know, talk about doing Black Butler again or something new. Who knows? We're a bit. We're a bit of a ways off. I think we're. We're just under halfway through the first season. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what we do. Um, so yes, you can go and listen to us talking about Matt Butler or our full series review on Death Parade, which was very fun. You know, I appreciate that show more after... We, like, we we watched it all the way through, but talking through it with you, man, I, there were so many questions that came up that were interesting little avenues to explore for that show. Yeah, it's... God, it's such a good show, and I, I was not expecting to talk about a lot of things that we talked about. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, sitting with a show for as long as I have and not, like, having an outlet. Hey, thanks to our patrons, we have an outlet for me to talk about things in more of a long form. Yeah, it's good. And everybody should sign up and come listen to us talk about it, which you can do at patreon.com slash show. Yeah. Now, let's get back to talking about big boys. Big, skinless boys. Absolute skinless units. I like big boys, and I cannot lie. I just keep looking at them and going, we have such sights to show you. I, it just keeps running through my head. see Eren and Mikasa's totally functional and normal home that is completely fine and not destroyed. Yeah! Uh, hold on to that thought. <laughs> um, 
That said, this is where we learn that uh, Mikasa is basically 100% cop because she narks out her brother immediately. Yep, they're just hanging out, eating dinner, dad's packing for something, and Mikasa just goes, hey, Aaron wants to join the survey corps, and mum yells at him and is like, you're a fucking idiot, did you not see the thing that happened earlier? This is 100% of the conversations when you're finishing up school and someone's surprise springs on parents. Hey, I'm joining some branch of the armed services. Hey, I'm going to join the army. The fuck did you just say? <laughs> Excuse me? But dad is less... I don't know if surprised is the word. He actually... He doesn't really address it, to be honest. He just says, oh, you want to go outside? Why? I think dad is a robot. <laughs> like, he doesn't know how to interact with the emotions of the situation or invest any emotion. He just looks at it as another problem to solve. <laughs> He's like less good house. His dad just says, why do you want to leave? And Aaron says, I want to know what it's like out there. I, wanna, I don't want to be kept in captivity forever. This sucks. And his dad's just like, mm-hmm. Well, I'm leaving. I'm going to leave, but tell you what, if you're a good boy, <laughs> I'll let you go into my magical mystery basement. Holds up key. What's behind the mystery basement? It's got to be so fucked up, right? It's just a talking plant. <laughs> I'm on board. Let's cut away from this giant, naked, uh, fleshless people problem and let's, let's visit on the plant. <laughs> I'm more interested now. <laughs> Instead, we're talking about parental problems where the dad just leaves and the mum is like, you need to tell your son not to join the army. Excuse me, doctor, would you mind fucking parenting for a goddamn minute? Sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of the boat that's leaving for me. Gonna be right back. I just gotta go pick up some cigarettes real quick. <laughs> oh, anime and your absentee fathers. It's very rare that you find good dads. In anime. It's not a thing that's really around all that often. It's like the D&D problem. No one with a well-adjusted family or no tragedy in their history would ever be an adventurer. Actually, isn't that the whole premise of Burning Wheel is that all the adventurers are outcasts because everyone looks at them and goes, you are goddamn insane. Uh-huh. So Aaron's mom tries to be a parent and is like, you shouldn't do the thing that I don't want you to do. Mm-hmm. Because you will die. And Aaron's like, you're an idiot. And runs away. Yeah, I mean, clearly there's been no evidence presented to him that the Survey Corps is in any way dangerous. Not one arm stump of evidence, Joe. Every piece of information he's ever been given about the Survey Corps is that they are entirely effective at what they do. Mm hmm. Also, there's this blonde guy. <laughs> Aaron's just feeling some ways. Yeah, sure. Their mum says to Mikasa, you need to look after him if he's ever in trouble. I don't know if... Let's say, for example, if I'm not here, if I go away for some reason, you need to look after him no matter what he does. Just hypothetically. If ever I go all Wizard of Oz and <laughs> audition to be the Wicked Witch of the West, I need you to take care of my boy. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate that a lot. Uh, we'll get to that. We cut to another child being beaten up. They're calling him a heretic. 
and punching him, and he says, well, if I'm so wrong, and you're punching me because you have no recourse of which to answer my points, that means I've won. So, of course, they just beat him up more. Yeah, yeah, um, your wall god is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So they're about to beat this guy up more, and then Eren shows up, and they're like, oh, cool, we'll beat up the other idiot. And then Mikasa shows up, and they're like, fuck, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, uh, not even, like, she doesn't even threaten them so much as she starts approaching in a quick manner. Eren shows up, and he's the one that's really acting aggressive, or has the aggressive look on his face. Mikasa just kind of following directly behind him, and they're like, oh, fuck, it's her. We're out. Oh, God, we'll die from this very strong lady. (laughs) Not my bones! I need those unbroken! (laughs) So they rescue Armin, is this character's name, and Eren's like, here, let me help you up. And Armin's like, no, I can stand on my own. That will never come up as a character trait. Oh, so he's just the dependent guy? Maybe. It's impossible to say whether he spends most of the first season screaming or not. Screaming and crying. Ah, so he's like a sad Samwise. Well, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) Mr. Frodo. (laughs) If you're leaving the wall, I'm coming with you. (laughs) So they have a philosophical debate about them both agreeing that we should leave the wall because we've been trapped in here for a hundred years. And nothing's happened, so let's leave. And that's that's all great. They keep bringing up, like, people say that the walls are going to protect us forever, so everything's fine today. Nothing bad's going to happen. Uh, Joe. <laughs> Armin does say, hey, if the walls were breached today, and then we cut to, like, a bunch of people, like, being happy and living life. Yeah. And then lightning happens. Hmm. How... Odd. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying that Armin summoned them. I'm also not saying that Titans aren't Beetlejuice. I'm just saying it's a coincidence that he mentions them and then they show up and break the walls down. Break down the walls. Counterpoint, he angered the wall god. (laughs) And this is divine retribution. The wall god, who gave humanity the walls, also uses Titans to punish them. Is that what I'm getting from this? It makes as much sense as a lot of the things in religion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not wrong. (laughs) If you do anything bad ever, the Titans will swarm and attack you and murder your family. But the wall god loves you. (laughs) (laughs) I will protect you until the moment that I'm unhappy with you. And then the giant naked fleshless things will eat you. One person, one fucking person blasphemes. I will end civilization. Sorry, Sodom and Gomorrah. Suck it. (laughs) Uh, Now appease me by building an ark. Fuck you and your rings. (laughs) (laughs) So hey, it's the scene from the start of the anime where the biggest boy is kicking the wall down and a bunch of titans come in and everyone's panicking because they're all gonna die horribly. Yeah, and it's not just a regular kick. This boy's kick is so good, it generates wind. People begin flying away, a clock tower gets broken and flung at a person. He's a giant, naked, fleshless airbender, and if you're not terrified at that, you should be. (laughs) He'd have the cool tattoos, but again, the lack of flesh. Ah, yes. Problematic. Can you tattoo muscle? I don't 
think so, but I've never, you know, skinned someone and then said like, hold on, buddy, I know it hurts real bad right now, but this is for science. I need to see if I can tattoo that part. You're right. I'm probably definitely asking the wrong person. <laughs> That's what science about, baby. I don't think you want to meet the right person to ask that question to. <laughs> I do if they're in a plexiglass cell. Right. You know, if you and Hannibal are safely separated from each other, ask away. Get fucking nutty with it. Great. Otherwise, you're in danger and you need to get out. Hey, speaking of being in danger and getting out. Oh. Aaron and Mikasa run away. And Armin is stood there like, I don't have a home to go to. And then we cut to Mikasa and Aaron's home. Uh, yeah, Aaron goes, wait a second. I have a home? My mom was at that home. We get like a tracking thing of Aaron running through the streets and saying like, oh yeah, all I need to do, turn here and my house is going to be absolutely fine. Um, Narrator, his house was not absolutely fine. <laughs> yup. Him house got blow up. Yeah, there's a big fucking stone on top of it. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I don't know if you know anything about houses, Joe, but typically they work less good as houses when crushed by stones. It's just a little bit of rubble. It's still good. It's still good. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we uh, see him run up to it and, hey, good news, mom sort of got out. Hey, she's alive. Uh, yeah, most of her is. She's very lucid for someone with crushed legs. She seems amazing at controlling pain. <laughs> What did dad give her? Or what is she stealing from dad's medicine bag that she just, hey, your legs got the shit crushed out of them by a giant boulder and uh, house debris, but you're able to carry on a conversation with no, not even a tremble in your voice. God damn. So that Vicodin that's just left around the house. Then again, maybe it's just a wild amount of shock not letting her register what the fuck is going on. Maybe. I don't know. All the theories about mom. <laughs> it's that good, good mom strength. Yeah. So yeah, she says to Aaron and Mikasa, just leave me here. My legs are horribly crushed. And Aaron's like, no, I'm going to save you and protect you. And mom's just like, you don't listen to me ever, do you? Yeah. Look, even, even if you got me out of the rubble situation, my legs are basically kind of floppy like a ragdoll now, so I'm not running away. My bones hurt. Go. <laughs> the bones that aren't jellied, they hurt bad. The jellied ones hurt worse. <laughs> but it's okay, because Hans, Hans to the rescue. Yeah, um, when, when in doubt, get your drunk-ass wall guard to come save you. Yep. <laughs> he drops down and says, Don't worry, I'll kill the titan that is now coming towards us. And then he runs up. There's this whole monologue he has about, I'm going to save them because of what their family has done for mine. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I owe this debt. Guess that's to do with the epidemic? I'm, I'm assuming so. And this is all well and good and very valorous. And <laughs> I believe the, the saying is discretion is the better part of valor. Yep. He has this like confidence building speech to himself about like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to save these people. And then he sees the Titan and is like, hmm. Yeah, it does the close up on its fucking Joker Erictus. And all of a sudden, he's not feeling quite as confident. 
I think it's because all the liquid courage he had in his system is probably currently running down his leg. He sobered up so fucking quick. Yeah. He was like, maybe I should just go with the mom plan of saving the kids. I think, you know... Running away sounds good. Yeah. 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 Running the other way. I'll protect the kids. Yeah. That'll be a thing. I'm doing what they call a tactical retreat. (laughs) So yes, Hans picks up Aaron Mikasa. The dramatic music swells. The mom is like, be safe. And then I actually love this part because... She looks like she's about to say something and then, like, claps her hand over her mouth. And then very quietly, she says, don't leave me, which I just love the... Here is what oh, I'm shit, presenting. They, they don't really do that in this one. What? The parting wisdom that, that I got from the, the dub was she screams, stay alive. What the fuck kind of advice is stay alive? Or did I just miss it while I was taking notes, the don't leave me? I'm thinking that I missed that little bit while I was busy trying to furiously scribble notes. Okay. Which is awful, because that's so good. It's so fucking good. It's it's heart-wrenching. <laughs> I know there's a lot of stuff in, particularly if you're the way we're doing things of just looking at a first episode of, does this hit an emotional beat? All the shit about like, hey, stay alive and don't, don't join the survey corps, even though we know where, that's where this is going. That, like, just completely washes over me. But the fact that she's being self-sacrificing and then human nature kicks in of just, oh, I've just told him to survive. I would like to survive very much. That's a bit that's effective. Turns out biological imperative says, I don't want to die. <laughs> so. <laughs> and then, yeah, she's, she's picked up by a big book. Well, first. This this titan removes everything that's on top of her very nicely. If you crush them too much, they're just it's like chewing a gummy and it's not it's not good, Joe. <laughs> I do like the weird flex on the titan that's like picking her up and then instead of just eating her, which is presumably what they all do, they like break her spine or like break her neck and then eat them. I guess it doesn't like noisy food. It feels weird when they're kicking while they go down your esophagus. That's fair, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's like swallowing a a, a spider whole. You don't want to you want to feel it wriggling around. You just want the delicious meat. Jesus. <laughs> oh, so anyways, it's framed really dramatically too because it's back and forth two perspectives. We've got the the shot of the Titan picking Mom up, and I like that she's still fighting. Like she's she's hitting. A hand that is bigger than she is with her fists, like, <laughs> like this is going to do something. I guess that's still biological imperative and uh, terror uh, that, that's uh, driving that. But we also have Aaron over the guard's shoulder as he's running away from the scene, watching this all play out. I love that Hans picked Aaron up in a way that just shows off his mother's death. Oh yeah, it's 100% like a fireman's carry. Because Mikasa's under one arm, facing forward, as the guy who was yelling about, don't leave my mum, here, watch your mum die. <laughs> you don't get to leave her. You, you can stay right with her visually. Keep that in your mind, because that will be your entire motivation going through the rest of the show. Here, enjoy, enjoy some scarring. And as a frankly ridiculous amount of blood flies from his mum. It does what I want to call like the most anime fucking thing. <laughs> the blood splatter kind of converts over into like cherry blossoms flying through the wind. Yeah. 
And they're just splatters in like huge gobs of blood. Uh-huh. It's very extra. And as as like this scene is going on, we're seeing credits, and um that's that's an attack on Titan. That is one attack on Titan. I like in episode one, it ends with to be continued. As if this was going to be the the whole of the story. <laughs> it's just a story about a guy that went to go harvest some wood and his dad's a dick, and then his mom gets at and Finn. You know? It's a really fucked up story if you're not gonna tell more. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, that that was the show uh, ending song. It's, it's whatever. I think I was still in shock at the the whole end because there's like no action in this first episode, right up until there's all the action. <laughs> yeah, and all of the action is very unanime. This is an unstoppable force. There's little things you can do to spite it but nothing you do is going to actually affect anything that's going to happen. Yeah, it's just a creeping doom. The whole of this first episode was humanity's efforts are entirely useless. Here, watch this show about humanity's efforts. (laughs) That's a hard sell. (laughs) You've spent the entire first episode saying how the Survey Corps is useless, and now you expect me to live in the world where the Survey Corps is doing everything. What are you? is our Obi-Wan, our only hope. Yeah, I mean, obviously I've watched a bunch more of, of this show than, than Travis has, so that's kind of... Those are my thoughts, like, kind of coloured by the first episode, but the, the question I always come back to when we watch first episodes are, were you interested in watching more or learning more about the show? This raised so many questions, and I feel like a lot of them aren't going to get answered because mm-hmm. I feel like we're about to abandon the setting that we set up in the first episode. Mm-hmm. This city's donezo. And like, what's with the weird wall cult? <laughs> you know? Um, things like that. I feel like a lot of this is going to be some crazy ass uh, trying to think of the name of the, the sci-fi film. God damn it. And it's not coming uh, coming to me. The one sci-fi movie? Yeah, that the one and only sci-fi movie. With the bugs. Starship uh, Troopers? Starship Troopers. I feel like this is going to be like a Starship Troopers uh, kind of thing, where we're basically abandoning Homeworld to just follow this group around as they military. I mean, I'd like Attack on Titan way more if it was a parody of military action, like the movie rather than the book. Uh-huh. I, th- I think you you definitely hit on like one of my biggest frustrations with watching the show, as long as I did. It definitely cashes out of a bunch of interesting things it could do with the world it's setting. Yeah. And instead is just action, excitement, the military. Look at these cool characters that exist. I want to know history. Yeah, yeah. Rather than focusing on the things that are interesting about the series as a whole. Yeah, like they said, it's been a hundred years since anything's attacked this walls. Well, when did the walls happen? Uh Uh-huh. Where did they come from? Where did they come from? What was the situation before the walls? Did we just say, the wall god hates history. Write nothing down, remember nothing. There's only the wall. Yeah, I I don't know. I know very recently, or not very recently, but like recently enough that I saw on, on Twitter that a bunch of the stuff that I wanted to know about got paid off. I don't know how it got paid off, but it took that long to get to this stuff, and I'm just, like, not committed at all to watching any more of this show. 
that's more like general thoughts Attack on Titan rather than the episode we watched. Sure, that's fair. I think that's it. Is it time for some business then, Joe? No, it's time for you to do the next time on. Uh, interchangeable. Aren't you excited about making the choice that you made earlier? I don't know if I am. I feel like it's a trap. I feel like everything is a trap, Joe. Uh-huh. I'm just 100% Akbar all the time. <laughs> There's only one way to spring this trap, and that's for you to say words. Words. No, I mean next time on WTF Anime. So, next time on WTF Anime, we are going to be watching a show I've been threatening to make you watch is the wrong way of saying this. Oh, Jesus. It's more, I want to show you this show. I wasn't sure at the time whether it was appropriate or, you know, whether we could get a show out of it. But since we have proven that you can watch romance anime, we're going to do this show. And that is Toradora, episode one. I have heard that name tossed around. I know nothing about it. Probably heard me saying, oh, we can watch Toradora then. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I think so. And I think, was it? Was it James that proved to me, uh, proved to us that I can do romance anime? Yep. With Suridori? Yeah. Suridori's so good. It was good. I like that. So we'll, we'll, we'll give this romance thing another shot, Joe. Um, <laughs> that, that all said, you want to hit him with some business? Yeah. So if you would like to find the show on Twitter, we are there at WTF Anime Show. If you would like to send us recommendations or maybe apply to be a guest, you can hit us up by using us an email using WTFAnimeShow at gmail.com. And I can always and forever be found on the Twitters at the Joe Hadfield Travis. All right. If you want to talk to me on Twitter, I'm at Dicelobber, D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R. And I don't run the WTF anime handle, so tag me along with it if you want to talk to both of us. Uh, that said, if you like what we do here, we have other projects that are currently on hiatus, but you can catch up uh, with the Lost Library cast, uh, where Joe and I are both in two different uh, shows. We have Fifth Watch, where we've got the best, uh, best might be overselling, <laughs> bunch of super kids around. <laughs> and then uh, we also have the monster hunting series Grayscale, run by Matt Hoadley, uh, which Oh, man, I can't wait for that to come back. Yes. I'm so excited for both of those things to return. Yes, uh, I am. I'm champing at the bit. So Discord and Google Hangouts tried to make this show not happen. They really did. But we did it. (laughs) We managed it. Yes, Joe. We finished the thing. And all that's left to say is bye. Bye. Bye.